all right guys episode 33 podcast it was the first zoom podcast uh there's some technical difficulties and i know you guys see that down here it's like activate windows I, i i need to activate windows uh fuck it um but it was dope meeting mongrel uh, after Flyfest, actually, and uh, shout out to shout out to Ty, shout out to all the artists, everyone that helped out with the shows. It was fucking tight, man, just being there. And um, yeah, we Mongrel and I and Stu Crew hung out um, in Vegas, and it was dope. He took us around Vegas, showed us all the dope ass spots, cliff jumping spots, Nelson's Landing, and um, man, it was cool hanging out with him and and everyone. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this podcast and. Uh, Comment down below. There's going to be a lot more podcasts dropping every Monday. So, uh, fucking, I'll see you guys soon. All right. Peace. Yo, yo, come here, come here, come here, come here. Oh, yeah. 805 to the 702. You know what the fuck. All right. Peace, y'all. Yo, Mongrel. Yo, Mongrel. What's up, man? Hey, um, so like hey, um, I met you at so Flight like, Fest, um, Flight for, the Fest uh, for the very first time. It was super dope. Very first time. It was super dope. Oh, yeah, that shit was tight, bro. I had a lot of fun, man. A lot of fucking, a lot of dope ass artists. It just felt like straight, nothing but community right there, bro. At Dude, Fresh man. Max, it felt good, bro. Yeah, shout out to Ty, too, yeah, man. Because, like, too, man. Uh, how did you meet Ty? Uh, how did you meet Ty? Uh, Ty Fighter, I actually met him uh, at another Fresh Mech show and it was with the RBL Posse and yeah I had linked up with him after the concert I talked to him through Instagram and we met up in person one time and after that man everything kind of just one thing led to another you know it's cool ass dude super chill and you know he just seemed very serious about music and all the logistics and you know so I was like cool man I'll definitely stay in touch with this dude and start building you know uh-huh dude and um and when was when was this like what do you remember what year yeah man december of 2019 december 2019 hell yeah yeah man good times and uh you're from oxford and like uh were you born and raised in oxford you were born and raised in oxford so I was born in Oxnard and at two years old, that's when my mom and my dad decided to move to Las Vegas. So Vegas is a very fast growing city. And at the time uh, it seemed to present a better opportunity for my parents. So we moved out here. So, you know, I, growing up, I was always asking my parents where I was from and shit, you know, that matters mm-hmm. to me a lot. And it was Oxnard. We would we would go there just about every other weekend. Um, both sets of my grandparents met in Oxnard, and both my parents are from Oxnard too. So, just about every piece of extended family is in Oxnard. So it's it's kind of weird, man. It was like a place I showed up to, not knowing much about, and I just like immediately felt at home. The way mm. the people were and the way that things were. It's definitely not like that in Vegas, man. And it, it was cr- it was crazy, bro. It's just like deja vu when I got there. But like I had, you know, it's like I I wasn't raised there, but I just felt like all these pieces of me were there. And uh, yeah, it's a trip, man. I love it there. 
So when you say all the pieces so were there, pieces you're talking about Oxnard, there, like pieces of Oxnard, you were in Oxnard and then you, you felt in Vegas, in Vegas. It was just a different vibe. It was just a different vibe. Yeah, dude. It's just like it was a trip, bro. You know, meeting uh meeting like my parents, friends, or having people like see me and be like, Oh, like I know your dad or you know, like I know your mom and telling me all these little things about my parents and it's kinda trip. It was a trip, bro. It was just like I was just like met with instant love you know like mm. that kind of love where it's like yo like you can crash in my house if you need to oh, like shit. you know it's a fucking trip bro yeah and uh, i remember we were talking about yeah, how we you, about, felt like, uh, you felt like you felt like there was you was, really didn't feel like you had a home like a home like space home, to go to like right because like you were split to, between right? vegas and oxnard yeah it was just you know growing up as a kid bro the fucking the strip dude that shit's fascinating bro that shit would fucking i used to stare at my fucking stare out my window every night when I was like three years old, just looking at the strip, that shit was like hypnotizing. You know, of course, as a little kid, start asking your parents, where are we from? Where are we from? And it, I would only ask those questions because I had no family here in Vegas. So I was like, you know, I know I come from somewhere. I see all these fucking kids shows with aunts and grandparents and all that. And I was like, where's everyone come from? And it was Oxnard. Thing was, uh, shit, we, fuck. Since I was like two years old, we'd probably go there like every weekend, man. That or my grandparents would come out here. So, uh, you know, going and visiting there each different time, having heard stories from my dad, you know, it was, just, it was a trip, bro. And it was just like, uh, yeah, it was like I lived a whole life there, but I've never been there. Like, I haven't lived it myself. It's like my dad's, you know, my dad's story that he told me. Mm -hmm. So yeah i don't know man it's it's a trip bro it's like oxnard it's like fuck man it's kind of weird to say this but yeah i feel like my existence is kind of there it's just like i oh, learned yeah. things about myself that i didn't even know out there you know yeah hell yeah dude, hell yeah, dude. and growing up did you like up, did I, you, I see a lot of skateboards you were skateboarding and i hear it in the music too i hear it in the music i hear it in the music Hell yeah, this is a fucking, this is a concrete <laughs> jungle out here, man. It's like, that's, you know what, man? Vegas is home to a lot of people from Cali, bro. I'd say probably like 70 to 80% of people out here are probably from Cali. And I would say like 45 to 50% of that is from Oxnard, bro. You'd be surprised how many people from Oxnard are here in Vegas. So like that's that surfer culture came out here, that West Coast vibe. But of course, you know, there's no waves out here. So people are skating on the concrete, bro. Concrete waves and shit. how it goes concrete down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the music, and, uh, too. Like, your parents, uh, uh, I think you and Eddie were talking about how your your dad was into G-Funk and stuff. G-Funk and stuff? Yeah. Like, the, that West, straight West, West Coast straight stuff. Yeah, it's weird, bro. It's like, uh, yeah. So, you know, getting into high school, bro, I started listening to East Coast shit, mainly because I already grew up on the West Coast shit. It's like I wanted to learn about something I didn't know because that shit, the West Coast shit, that shit's ingrained in me, bro. Yeah. I hear that music. I swear to God, bro, I no matter how fucking gangster the West Coast music is, that shit instantly makes me just feel vibes of like, food family friends the fucking hood everybody coming out and fucking chilling just like that music bro just just yeah man it's 
then you know that's what my dad used to show me when we would go to Oxnard from here. So, yeah, man, that 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 music uh, definitely hits home for me, bro. Do you remember any like remember specific any, like, songs or like songs albums or, like, that he would play like in the car ride from Vegas to Oxnard? Remember uh, a lot of Tupac, bro. A lot of Tupac. It's so crazy, man. Like, yeah, I remember when Tupac died here in Vegas. And Shit, like yeah. for so long leading up to that, my dad was showing me who Tupac was when we'd go to Oxnard. A lot of Tupac, a lot of Cube, the Alcoholics, Dr. Dre, uh, Sugar Free. Um, yeah, my dad, my dad really didn't listen to anything from the South or the East. Maybe he did, but he didn't show it to me. It was all West Coast, you know? Um, yeah, those are the ones that come to mind immediately for sure. Yeah. yeah. And when I listen yeah. to your music, it's like, music, it's like I kind of get this vibe of it vibe being played of, live as well. Like, live like it would be dope like, in a live setting, bro. In a live setting, bro. I feel it, man. For yeah. sure. I always, yeah. when I make my music, man, I'm always thinking about how it'll be when I perform it. And you know, there were times when I would fucking go as a fan for shows, you know, camp vlog knob, all sorts of rolling loud. And I would always like, you know, instead of paying attention to like the person performing, you know, a lot of times I would just be sitting there with my drink, you know, just chilling, just looking at the people around me, the times that they started getting really activated, the times that they would just kind of like, you know, be looking down at their phone and the different sounds that came when they would liven up, you know? So I always think about what people are gonna hear and feel when when it comes to live stuff, cause that's, you know, that's most important for sure. Yeah, what do you mean by like, uh, make people liven up? Do you mean like just the, the vibe that they give off or is it like? Yeah, like have you ever been to like show and like the bass hits? Oh you yeah. You just see everybody's oh. arms go up in the air, everybody fucking just kind of like, it's weird bro, it's almost like a fucking, like a spell or some shit and everybody just wakes up don't matter how much like it just I, I, wakes you up bro and everybody starts moving yeah like yeah. being at a, a tyler at concert a, tyler and tyler seeing concert and joey badass perform joey and badass like tech nine perform tech i feel like it's i feel like it's um it's stage presence and stage energy presence bro and energy bro I don't know, like energy, like they can, they, like the crowd wants to feel something, or like the energy that you give off, they can feel it. Seriously, man. That's, yeah, that's what I love about live shows, man. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm like barely scratching the surface on like performing and stuff, so it's really cool, like just learning and seeing like just everyone, bro. Like it's tight. Nah, I feel you, man. And when did you when did you, when did you uh, start performing? Like when did you like really like get on stage? The first okay, so the first thing I ever did, the first time I ever showed up somewhere with the mask and rapped in front of people it was a Las Vegas cipher back in two thousand and seventeen. It was the DJ Kush cipher. And I remember at the time I was living out there. <clears throat> I moved back uh to actually I was in Los Angeles um, I moved back in 2014 so you know when I started trying to grow as a rapper you know the first thing I looked up was rappers from my hometown and you know 
I was just trying to put myself in the element, you know what I mean? And that's where I started was with 805 things, things related to Oxnard. Discovered a lot of dope artists, bro. I discovered Mark Ford, Verb Turner, um, you know, and just I reached out to those people through through all through all that. That's when I found this cipher that used to happen. Uh, it was called the DJ Kush cipher, and it was in most places. Uh, most places it was in the 805, but there was one in Oxnard, I believe. Um, one in like uh, Santa Barbara. And, you know, when I was in Los Angeles, I heard of one that was going to happen here in Vegas. So I was like, damn, I was like a bunch of 805 niggas going to Vegas to represent. I was like, shit. I was like, this is my chance, bro. I was like, right now. So I hit up homeboy. I hit up the promoter, uh, sent him my links. And uh, yeah, man, I asked him what the fee was to hop in. And fucking I got my homie, my homie Rain Fox. And we both came out here to Vegas, bro. And it's actually it's on YouTube, too. But that oh, was yeah. my first time performing and meeting other people. Uh, where can people uh, see, see that? Uh, it's on YouTube. If you type in DJ Kush Cypher Las Vegas, I'm almost positive it'll be the first one. For sure. And, and, uh, oh, yeah. and, and uh, can you turn down the volume just a little bit because I can hear my voice just a little bit, please? Thank you. Do a little test. Test, 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 test. Test, 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 test. A little bit more. A little bit more. Check, check, Try check, again. check. Okay, that sounds good. So, so, yeah. Yeah. All right, for sure. Um, and how did you feel, bro? Like going up there and um, just did you have like a certain set that you want? Like, hey, we're preparing, and you're like, this, this will sound dope. Like, how was the process of you, um, getting that, getting up there on stage, and sh like, how was it for you? So it was a trip, bro. It's like the way that it worked for the cypher was the promoter, he would send you the beat and you could marinate on that shit for like a week, two weeks till the time of meeting up. You have that time to write. So I just, you know, I knew when I was writing, it was kind of like, you know, I wanted to like, I wanted to vibe with the other artists that were in the cypher, but I didn't know who the artists were going to be. Oh, and I didn't know what they were going to say. So Damn, it just, that's I that. said, fuck it. And I said whatever I wanted. That's and cool. uh, yeah, that shit was crazy, bro. Uh, I definitely didn't fit in with the other cats that were in that cypher. Much respect to them all, because if it wasn't for that cypher, I wouldn't have grown to this point because I met a cat in that cypher. His name was Limerick, bro. Limerick. Mm. And um, yeah, Limerick's the homie, bro. Word up, Limerick. He brought me out to my first show. And, um, yeah, man, I just try to stand out as much as I could and say something that fucking, like, really, really happened to me, you know? I didn't want to bullshit. And um, I knew these fools would trip out when they saw the mask, but, you know, fuck it. It is fuck what it, it is. Bro. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and, the, and the mask, man, like. The hair. I want to know, like, I think we talked about it a little bit, but how did, like, how did you have the idea of, of just, just the mask and stuff? Well, the mask, bro. I remember I was living in a group home, bro. Uh, it's a group home in Calabasas called Prominence, and, and uh, yeah, I was there for like a year, probably like a year and like ten months, and um, you know, in there. Everybody's trying to rebuild their life, 
you know it was for drug and alcohol addiction because i used to fucking party crazy bro like mm-hmm. like yeah it was really bad long story short i ended up in a group home and um yeah everybody in there you know they're always they're like trying to guide you like what kind of job you should get you should go to these meetings you should do this you should do this and you know one thing that stuck out for me was i used to organize this little sunday meetup there and it was called the sunday night cypher and um yeah bro i was i was the only black kid there bro i'm not gonna fucking bullshit it was all white folks there dog Mm. all rich rich white folk and um, uh some of them white boys can fucking rap they can fucking rap and they were down so i organized this shit called sunday night cypher where we'd all meet at this one house and we just throw on beats and we'd all fucking just go crazy, bro. We just go crazy saying whatever, whatever was on your mind, just get it out. And I remember uh, we had like two of them, bro, and they really started to matter. I remember just like what I was able to let go of when I went to those things. Um, I, you know, I finally went to one and I was like, yo, I was like, I'm a fucking write, I'm a write a verse. I was like, I'm a write a verse before I go. And I remember it was to Born to Roll by Master Ace. It was mm-hmm. that instrumental. And um, it was funny, bro. That night, a lot of people came. There were girls there. And um, yeah, I went off, bro. And I remembered the verse that I wrote down. And I spit it for everybody. And there was there was definitely a reaction, bro. It made me feel good. You know, I finally wrote something down on paper. And yeah, I just it, the feeling of someone enjoying what you put out, it fucking was great, bro. So, you know, I was like, man, I was like, you know, I'm a fucking, I'm a try to be a rapper, bro. Fuck it. The fuck else, you know? It's like, what what else you got to do on this earth, bro? It's like, you got to just go for what you love and make sure you do that shit in a non-selfish manner, you know? I don't, I don't do it so much to like, you know, uh, get all the attention from myself. It's more so because it's like a healthy therapeutic process of letting go and then taking in and then letting go. You know, it's like, it's hard to explain, man. But, you know, I, I decided right then, I was like, man, I'm, I'm fucking trying to rap, bro. I'm trying to rap. And that's, that's what time it is. And I started thinking to myself, you know, what I had to do from that point, being in a fucking group home, working at McDonald's, how the fuck am I going to rap? You know, I didn't even have a car, bro. I was skating to McDonald's every day at like 4 a.m. to work from a fucking group home. So... Mm-hmm. You know, being a rapper, it was like, I just knew, bro, like, I knew it wasn't going to be accepted well from my peers because in that group home, they will fucking pull you apart. Like, they look oh, they look at what time you wake up. They look at what, like, just everything you do. How, so, how was it, how was it living know, there, bro? Like, uh, as far as shit, it, just, just the, it just was the fucking, bro, probably, probably one of the happiest years or one of the happiest times of my life bro i can't even front Mm. that shit it was in a nice apartment complex bro i met some really great people i had some fucking amazing therapists and uh yeah man it was uh it was troubling but the only things that happen there that trouble you are things that you need to deal with within yourself because i used to have hella roommates bro Mm-hmm. And I would just have like random fools moving up into my pad, you know, after like I'm doing well and shit. And these fools would like get high or bring people over. 
and you know i've had my shit jacked from there before i've had people go up in my room and jack my shit it's just like you really gotta fucking you really gotta like go zen and figure out why you're feeling that way in that moment and if you know that like you're being wronged against like you need to figure out a way to deal with it bro because you know there's a lot of times in life where like some shit will happen that's out of your control and it's like you feel like life just wronged you and it's like bro like you could get all mad and fucking freak out or you can adapt bro and learn how to deal with that shit and that's that's what i learned in there bro because i dealt with some crazy ass motherfuckers in there for sure and mm -hmm. um yeah, I made it out, bro, better than I went in, for sure. Damn, man. And would you say, like, the ther like the therapist helped you out? Or would you say, like, it was more of a mental thing and, like, you kind of, like, went through it from within and, like, found, like, you know? Like, did you, like, um, for, did you have, like, sessions? Did you have therapy sessions? Yeah, I did. And we'd have a lot of group therapy, too, bro. A lot of group therapy. And, um, yeah, I just remember... It's like, you know, my first three months there, I didn't really know shit, you know. Every group session, you know, I'd go, like, group therapy, and I'd see all these different people in the fucking group. This person would have this to say. This person would have that to say, and it'd make me feel this way or that way. But after a little bit of time, I'd look in the seat, and it'd be a fucking different person there saying something else. So... After I had been there the longest, I started fucking every time I got aggravated, every time somebody said something that made me this way or that way, I would look at them in that chair and be like, you know what? In a little bit of time, another motherfucker's going to be right there. So I was like, you know what? I might as well imagine all these chairs as being empty, bro. Mm -hmm. Imagine all these chairs as empty. It's like, what you going to do then? What you going to do then when... You don't give a fuck what nobody's saying no more. You're going to just sit there and you're, you're going to get up and do something. So bro. when I thought about that, it, sna it snapped inside me, bro. It snapped. And I started fucking doing great, bro. I started doing great. Bro, you know what just came to my mind? Like, if you ever do a song and a music video, like you in, a, in that chair, bro, and like fucking chairs around you, like that would be so fucking hard. I don't know. I'm just like, Jeez. I'm just going to throw it out there, bro. <laughs> That would be for you, tough. bro. Huh? Hell yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And like, did you have, did you form any like any connections there, like with anyone there, or did you were, were you was it just you, like? Man, you know what? Uh, I made many connections there, and a few strong ones. And uh, one thing I could say is that, you know, everybody came and went no matter how much I cared about them or how much I didn't. Um, but I know that the ones that like that true bond was there, I'm still in contact with now. You know what I mean? Good, There's only probably like two or three people that whether I'm doing bad or good personally, they care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, everybody else really came and went, you know, it was just like, it's kind of weird, bro. Kind of like taught me some weird values of life. It's just like the way people come in and you guys cling together for a little bit and then time goes by and then things shift and then you're fucking, you're friends with another person 
and it's like then everybody leaves and your friend ends up being the one person that you fucking didn't like at the beginning because they've been there as long as you just you know lots of different things bro uh but yeah man i definitely keep in contact with some cats from there but i've made some good friends there that's good that's good and how did you uh find out about the that, that place did you like was it recommended to you bro or did you like Oh, it was recommended, all right. <laughs> yeah, for oh, sure. Fucking, I went to Passages in Oxnard. I went to Passages Where's in that? Oxnard. Uh, passages, it's a rehab. It's ah, fucking... Oh, shit. Okay. It used to be, like, the number one commercial for rehabs. But, yeah, I went there because I was like, yo, I was like, if I can fucking go to rehab and go to Oxnard, that should be tight. It was like, I'll have all my homies there from Oxnard College. They can come visit, yada, yada, yada. Long story short, I have one of my homies bring me in a joint to fucking oh, rehab because I was like, weed's not bad. And um, it is bad when a bunch of people around you are trying to not do it. I didn't understand that. I get it now. But yeah, that shit, they were about to kick me out. And, um, you know, I had to look for another place to go. And that's when I found that place in Calabasas. Mm. Hey, and, and Oxnard College, you, you went to, to Oxnard College, right? Yeah, from 2009 to 2000, to like April of 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what, what were you studying again? Because I remember we uh, kind of talked about it, but we kind of didn't get into it. Was it? So the first thing I took was, was screenwriting, bro. I love telling stories. You, you could definitely hear it in my lyrics, too. I love telling stories. I love taking you to a different place and making you feel different things. So that was the first thing I took. And that screenwriting class honestly just led me to take all the film classes there. Now, I was, uh, yeah, I was in the film department, bro. And yeah, I met a lot of cool people, man, for sure. Dude, seeing um, the first, very first video that I've seen from you was uh, Miho uh, on Instagram. And um, did you direct that? Like, did you, were you the, did you have the idea? Oh, or did no. You have, no. No, my good, my good, good friend, John Portillo. I met him at Oxnard College. Uh, he actually, he's a good friend of mine. I directed, no, I didn't direct. He directed my first music video since 91. Um, and I remember my friend Henry Martinez is the one that brought us both together. Henry Martinez, he's also a, a member of Oxnard College. He was a member of the film department. That fool's been my fucking friend since like fifth grade. Definitely one of my oldest friends, bro. One of my best friends. And um, he introduced me to John. And yeah, me and John got together for since 91. I remember I drew out. Uh, most of the shots for that video, but John also, he came in with like, he saw the editing in his head beforehand and he was telling me to do certain things, certain moves and do this that way, which is in the video. And to me, honestly, that's what fucking made it great. Um, yeah. From that point, he listened to my music pretty heavily and he came in at me for the idea of Miho. And, you know, he was telling me like, yeah, you know, uh, all the things that I'm saying in that song, he kind of saw like a younger version of me doing it. So, uh, yeah, we worked that out, man. And, uh, 
we got it done. We also have my friend uh, Juan Smith, who I also who I also met at Oxnard College. Um, he helped out a lot for that video, and so did Henry too. All the, all the homies were there, so that you know my first two videos that came out very good, man. A lot oh, yeah. of support from my homies, and it was nice having them there doing it because I felt comfortable around them, you know. Yeah. Damn, that's fucking tight, man. Hell yeah. And uh, for okay, so screenplay, and then after that, was it just screenplay, or was it? Were you interested that, in anything was, else? Uh, yeah. Shit, honestly, bro, that's that's really that's really all I cared about was media shit, like music, movies, you know, uh, and images. That's all I really cared about. The only two classes that I took at Oxnard College that weren't too much in that box were uh, marine biology and auto mechanics mm. and both classes it was kind of hard to pay attention but i still passed so that was dope but yeah man like since i was fuck bro since i was like five years old man that's all i've really wanted to do was you know tell my stories and make dope shit bro you know yeah images and sound they're they're pretty big yeah dude and like the way like the way that miho was for me personally, um, hearing you tell the story and then also seeing it in video form, it was fucking, it was fucking tight, dude. It was tight. Oh yeah, thank you, bro. I appreciate that big time, man. Yeah. And then, uh, so Oxford College. Uh, after Oxford College, like, what, what was after that? What, what did you? Man, I, I shit, I dropped out, bro. Because my whole life, bro, my whole life has been a tale of two cities. And I mean that by like, yo, I pretty much lived in, well, since I was fucking 18, I've been getting sent to Oxnard and then coming back to Vegas. It's just been back and forth. Mm -hmm. When I turned 18, moved to Oxnard, went to college for three years. Then I moved back here for four. Then I went back over there for six. So it's always, it's, it's always been back and forth. I, you know, right when I dropped out of college, bro, I started working, um, you know, taking little bullshit jobs here and there, Walmart, Home Depot, Target. My most favorite was the movie theater because I love movies, you know, so that shit, it wasn't even like work to me. Hell it was yeah. just like straight chilling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you went to New York, huh? Yeah, man. That shit, uh. Yeah, it was tight, bro. New York. I went to New York for, uh, there used to be, there still is. It's a group called Team Backpack. Now it's called uh, World Underground. Um, it used to be a really big Facebook page, and it was for rappers that, you know, just starting out, all you'd have to do is, you know, film yourself, you know, over a beat, do eight bars. I think it was eight bars to start off with, and you send that shit in. And if people fuck with it, yo, they'll send you an invitation to come out to New York and rap. And I remember uh, the first year, it was um, 2017. I remember I saw the ads for it at my job, in, um, which was in Malibu at a rehab, coincidentally. And yeah. I'd be at work, bro. I'd be like, man, fuck this so fucking bitch-ass job. And I'll just be like, I'll just get in my head. I'll start writing lyrics, bro. Like fuck it, man. I'm gonna get out of here, bro. I'm gonna write some dope ass lyrics and 
you know, listening to the music, it really took me out of what I was going through. Cause at a rehab job, bro, you'll deal with some crazy ass shit. You know, uh, God bless all those people, you know, all the ones that I've helped, but you know, you will deal with a, a difficult person every once in a while. And sure. yeah, man, it was nice to have the music to snap me out of whatever I was in standing mm -hmm. there. And yeah, man, I just started writing lyrics. And I remember I, I did some submissions in 2017 and they didn't get picked, bro. My, my, my lyrics weren't there yet, bro. They weren't there yet. I wasn't understanding things. So I was like, fuck it. You know, it was in, it was in Los Angeles that year. Mm -hmm. It was in Los Angeles. You know, oh, okay. I was like, you know what? If I can't get in the competition, then fuck it. I'll just volunteer. I'll do whatever the fuck they want. I just want to be around. I don't even care. Mm -hmm. So I volunteered and I remember I showed up and, they had me like at the door doing security. Like I had to check everyone's ticket. That shit sucked, bro, because fools will get hella mad when you be asking them like, yo, you got your ticket? They're like, what? Like all crazy, you know? Yeah. And just like, it sucked, bro. But you know what, man? I was like, you know what? Let me take my, let me take my licks, bro. You know, I'm gonna see what this is really like. Next year, I'm gonna come back even harder. And that's what I did. And the next year, I remember, yeah, there was this one verse I spit. Um, that shit's still on my Instagram. And um, yeah, it was fucking, it was dope, bro. I listened to so much MF Doom, bro. So much. I read his lyrics, bro. I would read his lyrics going to sleep. And I would just see how one sentence was structured and then how the next one was structured and how mm -hmm. the first one led up to the end of the second one and all different ways in between. It was just like, it, 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 blew up something within me bro and I, mm -hmm. I remember i wrote a verse and i took as long as i could and um yeah man they fucked with it bro they fucked with it and they they sent me the invitation so i was like damn i got the invitation and i was like fuck bro i was i was i was like nervous excited like all sorts of emotions at once it's a great feeling bro yeah. and um yeah i was like let me find out how to get the money to get over there and um yeah, man, I figured it out and decided that, you know, the, the only right way to do it was to bring my little brother with me and one of my best friends from Oxnard, my homie fucking Pride Sakul, Robert. Mm. Yeah, man. And uh, the three of us, we, we fucking went out there straight Oxnard repping dark. <laughs> and hell, um, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, that shit was tight, bro. Mark Ford was out there, too. Fuck, I remember yeah. me and him were standing in this hot ass line. It was just, it was a good experience. One of the best I've ever had. Man, just, yeah, just the, the thought of you, like, flying out to somewhere and just, like, performing. Ah, that's fucking tight. <laughs> Mask in the backpack, the security just, like, takes what it out What the fuck is this, dude? Just, like, what is this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that show is tight. How long oh, were you guys yeah. out there for? Uh, I went for five days, bro. Five days? Yeah, I stayed. I made sure I stayed. I stayed an extra day after the event. That way, you know, just I just wanted to, you know, I didn't want to only soak in the event hip hop. I wanted to go soak in the city too. I wanted to make sure we had time to run around it because it was a trip, bro. It's like you know, here I am trying to memorize my verse for the competition, and I'm like on a fucking plane. I'm like seeing all kinds of clouds and shit. And then, you know, I get off the plane. We got to find the hotel. I don't know where I am. And in the middle of all this, I had to, like, 
keep reciting my verse, keep reciting it over and over again. That shit was a trip, bro. And then also, I structured it so the day that I dropped Miho was the same day that I performed out there. That I was like, man, this is just about to be a fucking a fucking grand finale firework explosion right here. I was like, I want every like when it happens, it's gonna be like boom, 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 boom. You know? Yeah. So I remember I was on the way to the event. I had my cell phone out and shit, fucking iMovie and everything. I yeah, I got the video up, bro. Like on the way to the event, just like multitasking. Just it was crazy, man. In the moment type shit. Right, bro. Like yeah, that that shit. Yeah, one of my one of one of my most fond memories, bro. Forever, for sure. Damn. And uh, so you got there the first day. Um, how long? How long? So when you got there, how long was it till the performance? So I got there. I got. I think it was a Tuesday morning. I got there, and then, so we had to go wait in line, do our like our first little interview video, and then it was the next day. It was Wednesday that our performance came about. So yeah, I had like less than forty-eight hours after I got off the plane to remember that shit. Yeah. And then it, right from then on, like, would you guys do anything like in, bet in between or was it just straight like performance mode? Uh, Well, for yeah, for that first chunk of time, it was just straight performance mode, um, except for Tuesday evening. Me and my brother kind of ran around the city a little bit, had some drinks and shit, just chilling, you know. So during that time, I wasn't really reciting, but just about every moment, bro, that I got off the fucking plane, like yeah like it, it it snapped bro it's like yo it's happening bro it's fucking happening that's fucking like, tight, it's really dude. happening Damn, you fucking bro. go up there and be a dickhead no man it's like you're representing you're not only representing yourself here you're representing every fucking place that you claim so yeah man i was like yeah i was i was fucking i snapped in the mode bro but like i said you know that first evening we were there i chilled and then the next day um you know, I did my set in New York, bro. New York is a crazy jungle. That's all I got to say, dog. Yeah. New York is a crazy place. It's the motherfucking Mecca of all yep. this shit, dog. Yep. All this shit. And I felt it when I was there and I loved it. Mm -hmm. But they didn't fuck with me at that moment in time. So, yeah. you know, instead of being all sad and shit, I was like, man, I was like, fuck it, bro. I was like, let's go have fun in the fucking city and fucking just go crazy. And not yeah. only that. But we'll use our verses that we had for round two. We'll make a music video out of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was like, bug it, huh? You know? <laughs> yeah. That shit was tight. Damn. Damn. Fuck. Fucking <laughs> New York City. Yeah. How was the how how was the uh the the vibe out there? Cause I, we were talking earlier and it was like fast, fast paced type shit. People were there to like just to do they're there to go somewhere you know it's like they're always trying to go somewhere yeah bro it's like if you're outside and you're in a walkway don't be having your fucking phone out don't be looking at nothing get to where you're going bro and then stop and talk if you stop in and talk and people are like they're like what the f like it's weird bro you'll get like a crazy reaction there was many times where i was like excuse me sir like you know and people are like what do you want? Like, ah, like, all crazy. 
just for you know straight new yorker there were a few new yorkers that were fucking hell like when they saw that i was polite they were like oh fuck like this like this fool's polite like oh my god and then they were nice back but nah that's interesting you say that bro because like over over i feel like in, in new york it's like they're more straight up and uh here in cali it's more like like hey it's more like more calm and more uh more nicer yeah for sure yeah it's like uh it's like a weird it's like it's and i don't mean i don't mean to diss on california but it's like a fake nice no yeah no it is like kind of like the la culture it's like la culture they're trying to like everybody's trying to be something or do something so like they feel like they have to uh it's like kind of doing favors type shit you know it's like i'll do something for you you do something for me yeah what do you do yeah yeah and in new york it's like wait like get out the way what the fuck are you doing i'm fucking walking here and it's just like (laughs) yup exactly and you know what bro at first like when people were acting like that like bro being from cali it's like bro makes you want to size a motherfucker up like what's Mm -hmm. up dog you know but like that's that's just everyday life not the way to go about it yeah just keep moving dog and you do the same to others and keep moving Mm-hmm. Like it's just and it when I started doing that, it was a lot better. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it, like when you say that, it takes me back to just being in London because I feel like it's kind of the same thing where like I was on an escalator and there's a certain way where you have to stand on the right side of the escalator and for people that want to like rush to to where they're going, they'll be on the left side. And if you're fucking standing on the left side, they'll push you out of the way and shit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm like, damn. That's crazy. Like, straight up shove you, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's where, like, that shit's crazy. It's like, yo, like, in Cali, we don't have motherfuckers touching on us and shit. Pushing us here or there. Beach vibes. You push, bro, you about to get swung on. But it's just the reg over there, I guess. No, I know. And, and bro, like, I think it's really important uh, experiencing that, you know, like different cultures and different different ways of being. It's like you, you, you understand that, like, being where you're from, there's different, it, there's just different ways of living. Yo. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear yeah, you. I tur- my, you started freezing. So I turned off my Wi-Fi because the signal is just better, like regular. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I think I was saying um, it, it was important. I think it's very important to get outside of where you're from and experience different cultures and ways of being, because you, uh, I like you realize that there's so much more out there to to life and like cultures. There's so much to experience. For sure, man. It's like, yeah, I, I feel you big time, man. Like my one of my biggest lessons of growing was like knowing that, like I'm not always right, bro. What I know isn't always best. That the only way I was taught that was like by going somewhere else, seeing how they were and how they did things. So, what? No, I feel you, man. It's like, oh, uh, okay. It's a yeah, trip, that's cool. dog. That's 
RG is knocking. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, my bad, bro. Uh, it's all good. Yeah. Um. So you were saying? Yeah, it's just like. Yeah, but the biggest life lessons I've ever had, bro, were definitely from going other places and seeing people who were different than me or thought different than me. Because if you're only in one place, you know, you're on the same block all the time or even the same city for that matter. Sometimes your fucking your view is like very narrow mm -hmm. and you don't even see it until you leave and enjoy other things. You know, until that moment happens, you're just like, like yeah. it's this way. I like this. It should, you know, like, nah, man, it's like everywhere is fucking hella different, bro. So, you know. I guess, you know, that's one small blessing in disguise I have from living in two cities, you know, because Vegas is definitely different from Oxnard and fucking New York is definitely different from both. Yeah, and like Vegas, Vegas, ev people are from everywhere, like people are from everywhere. It's like different cultures, different, different people. Oh, yeah. Shit, that shit's crazy, bro. It's like. There's a lot of, I'm not going to fucking bullshit, but there's a lot of fucking mongrels out here, bro. And I love that shit. There's a lot of mongrels out here. There's a lot of motherfuckers who I see who are just like, I'd be like, man, what the fuck are you? Like, what race are you? I don't fucking know. You uh, know, here in yeah. Vegas, it's very acceptable, bro, to love and have someone out of your race, which is different from other areas for sure. But here in Vegas, bro, this shit is a melting pot, melting pot. You just come here and bro you just love everybody fucking yeah that shit's always tripped me out bro there's lots lots of uh lots of culture here in vegas bro yeah and i i, I do feel that too where for me i'm uh filipino and korean and there's uh there's not that many uh and many asians out here i feel like and, and i do feel that like like what you were saying it's like there's it's kind of hard to connect with uh, people, but I don't know how I see it is like, do you and the right people will, will you'll connect with. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 I've met some fucking people out there, bro. It's some of the closest relationships I have. It's like you set off, you just put on that beacon you know that you're a fucking real ass person bro and you're not looking to get something out of somebody you're gonna meet so many cool people in california bro and yeah i, I really like that a lot bro that's one of the reasons i miss it there for sure mm -hmm. yeah man after the after the cypher in new york what what year was that you said 2018 2017 at uh new york that was in uh, August of 2018. 2018, okay. Yeah. And then after that, do you, after did that, you have any other uh, performances or like what stands out after New York to you? The first thing that happened after New York was I had a concert at Lake Tahoe. And it was like in the middle of the woods at some campsite. That shit was tight, bro. That shit was lit. Fucking, there was a lot of people there. There was like, it was just it was very intimate it was out in the middle of nowhere and um yeah i remember like after that event i was like fuck man like how am i gonna land fucking 
how am I going to land gigs now? You know, I didn't fucking, I didn't win in New York. I didn't win the competition. And I was like, fuck, man, how am I going to land gigs? So, you know, 2019 started out, uh, I was working full time as a chef. And I was like, man, I was like, fuck it, bro. Just keep making this music. I was like, stay positive. Just keep going, keep making things and keep putting them out there for people to like them, people to enjoy them and fucking, you know? So that's what I kept doing. And I discovered an artist here, producer. His name was Trade Warhees. And I found out about him through the homie Hack the Mac, who's a, who's another master rapper out here in Vegas. And uh, yeah, I started looking through Trade Warhees beats, bro. While I was at work, I was still at the rehab. And I remember I found one that really stuck out. Um, and I made a song to it called When I Die. And uh, songs like about me going to a summer camp to get Jason's attention so that he'll kill me, but Jason won't kill me. And it's because I'm a crazy ass fool, just like he is. Fuck and, yeah. Um, yeah, the fucking the song, <laughs> the song, bro. I remember at first, you know, I was just like, well, it's like one of those songs where like, man, I was, it's like, I wasn't sure about it. I was like, fuck man, like I really like this shit. But I don't know. I was like, and I remember I was just like, fuck it, bro. I think it, it was on a Friday the 13th, I believe, in mm -hmm. October. And I was like, fuck it. I was like, I'm going to drop this shit. Here we go. I just put it out there to the world. Fuck. And uh, next thing you know, Trade War, he's liked it. And, you know, me and him started talking. And the next thing you know, he asked me if he could put it on the album. So I was like, hell yeah, I'd be fucking, I'd be more than grateful, bro. Because, you know, I had already built a small community there in the 805 and i was trying to branch out here to vegas bro and trade trade war he seemed like a great starting point because his fucking beats are superb so you know that i went on his album and um after that i remember uh you know the song i was waiting for the album to come out it was november and it was just like a random ass night, a random ass night at my studio in Calabasas. And I was like listening to music, just vibing. And I heard this song and I remember my dad told me that he used to listen to it when he was younger. So I was like, fuck it. I fucking played the song hella loud and I spun around in my computer chair and like I filmed that shit, dog. I filmed that shit with me like just fucking geeking out to the song. And I tagged the I tagged the rappers in it, and uh, yeah, man. Next thing you know, uh, good good homie, right, right up, right out of the eight hundred five. Jeffy obvious, he he commented on that shit. Shout out Jeffy. And the next thing you know, the fucking real rappers commented on that shit. And when I seen those two things, I was like tight, dog. I was like these rappers are about to come to Oxnard. I was like that shit's fucking tight, and. It happened, bro. Next thing you know, I see the flyer and I was like, yo, they really coming out here, bro. I was like, this shit is dope as fuck. And the lineup came out and I wasn't on the lineup. And I was like, you know what, man? Like, I ain't tripping, bro. I ain't out here. I ain't out here for clout like that. I just want to make things that y'all like. You feel me? For real. And finally they hit me up and they were like, yo, man, you want to perform? And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, I'm fucking down. And it was on a Friday the 13th in December. Ah, how shit. crazy is that fuck yeah <laughs> that shit was tight bro 
So this, this show is great, bro. Fucking, I met TIE Fighter. I met many people there. Slump Boys was there. That shit, yeah, that was a fucking dope-ass show, bro. I just had a lot of, lot of fun, met some cool people. And from that moment, bro, I've seemed to have met many people out there in Oxnard and the 805, met TIE Fighter. So, you know, I'm just fucking trying to expand, bro. Hell oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, where was this show at? That you said that was that the Lake Tahoe show? No, the the RBL Posse concert with Jeffy. That was at Fresh Max. Fresh Max. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah. what, what year? What year was this? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Okay. And then that was yep. probably so December, and then it's like mid or early, like around March twenty twenty. That's when COVID happened. Bro, right before the pandemic, dog. Yeah. My fucking momentum was like, and then fucking pandemic happened. It was just like, yeah. Seeming like there's not going to be no live shows no more. The only way to fucking perform is from your damn house. I did a performance from my house, actually. And it was fun, bro. I had fun. You know, it was 420. It was for a gutted cigar. It was oh, a couch yeah. lock concert. And I had, you know, they set it up. They set up different artists to go live from their IG. That shit was tight, bro. I got many viewers. It just, you know, the the event made me sad because I just remember what it was really like to be around actual people and, mm -hmm. you know, be there, you know, smoking and drinking with your friends and fucking having some girls and hearing the music and feeling that shit, yeah. you know, doing it from your house, bro. Like it was, it was definitely a lot different. Uh, fucking you had this one bar you're like i'm a holland alone like mccullough culkin yeah i was like what i say i was like fuck what i say um i was raised in vegas but live on mall holland now i'm always home alone kind of like mccullough culkin, culkin. stop <laughs> <laughs> that shit's real bro facts yeah, no facts facts, facts. Like, yeah, oh shit, I, my bad. That's all good. Hey, and then um, COVID, like, I heard, uh, well, it was probably two songs. Um, it sounded like that they were made in the COVID time, during the COVID times. Yes, I made, I made about, I think it was, I made Miss My Dogs, um, Don't Trust Her, and six feet away i think those are the three that i made yeah six feet away that was like the peak that was like the peak of my fear and anger and everything that i felt in that moment i remember me and my homies like they'd come up from oxnard to see me in calabasas normally like we'd go to the beach and shit right there at zuma or right you know anywhere in malibu the beach was like fucking 15 minutes from my pad That's but we tight. couldn't kick in nowhere bro we were literally kicking it in the parking lot of a fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Like, what do we do? Like, that shit was horrible, bro. That's tough. But yeah, man. That song, Six Feet Away, definitely came out at fucking the peak of my fear and anger. And Miss My Dogs definitely came out at the peak of my sadness. Um... Yeah, I was just missing my homies, 
you know, just fucking, that shit really sucked, bro. I had, you know, I, at least I felt like I had so much going before COVID. And then once that shit happened, it's just like everything, you know, I had going was just like, like, yeah, it's uh, the crazy times, man. No, yeah, so. for real. And even like kind of speaking from uh, here, it was cool having that like kind of for me that COVID or um, like I feel like it, it really didn't affect us. Thank thank God. And, th- you know, fucking whoever was affected by COVID, like uh, fucking respect to, to everyone. But uh, for, for me, it, it was a good time to create. I feel like it was a good time to create and just like get in your zone, get in your zone and like just create and um, yeah, just make a lot of music with blue tie fucking stew crew red it was, yeah it was cool man uh, that's dope bro oh yeah yeah no nah, i feel you yeah no nah, i definitely had more money than i've ever had in my fucking life to throw around and wipe my butt with when covid happened and like i was i was stoked out on that but then I watched a little movie called I Am Legend. <laughs> that shit fucking scared the fuck out of me, dog. Yeah. I was like, man, none of this money I have matters. Nothing I'm doing matters at all. I was just like, yeah, and I actually I actually went out to the Vegas Strip, bro, with my camera. And bro. fucking that shit was crazy, dog. I, yo, man, real talk, I'll share that footage with you. It's from my personal shit, but Please. like, it, w- it was scary, bro. It was scary. I was trying to sell those pictures to the newspaper, man. And yeah, it was crazy, bro. There were like fucking homeless people breaking into kiosks and shit. There was nobody out there on the strip. You could literally play a game of football, bro. It was crazy. Yeah. And, and seeing and seeing uh uh the Los Angeles freeways empty and shit like you can you could chill on the freeway and shit like I don't know and 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 L- being in LA too like it was fucking empty. Yeah, I, yeah, man. The only people that were really out were like you know people that the street is their home, and they're like, where the fuck do I go? You telling me to go home? This is my home. And that shit was crazy, bro. I took I took a few pictures down there in downtown LA, but yeah, for the most part, man, you know, I stayed put. A lot of Rick and Morty. Uh a lot of Rick and Morty. <laughs> and uh yeah, man, you know, things are looking up so far. Sure. You know? Um shit. Yeah, we had our show a couple weekends ago, so yeah, you know, man. Fucking flight fast. Flight fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> fucking that shit was fun, dog. That yeah. shit was tight. Oh, All yeah. the fuck. Yeah. That shit was tight. The homie Omega. TIE fighter. Fucking. Yeah, bro. I met you for the first time. Finally. Finally, that shit bro. Was just, oh, it was yeah. dope, bro. I had a very good time, dog very good experience yeah and um 
being there was actually I performed with my homie Eddie, uh, Eddie, and uh, that was my first right. performance there, bro. First time, first time being on stage, dude. It was dope. It was really dope. Oh yeah, I seen that video a couple times now. That shit was tight, dog. I was like, hell yeah, it's nice. Yeah, bro, that shit was tight. Yeah. And then just just uh, preparing for that for that moment, like we, me and Eddie were uh, practicing the song P till like 4 a.m. And um, it's cool, like visualizing how you're gonna be up on stage, like j just like seeing it in your head, and then just like performing it. Like then and there, it's 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 fucking tight. For sure, bro. It's like, yeah, man. That's some whole other shit I'm studying right now. For sure, just like yeah. being on stage and like when you have everybody's attention, just like the way energy flows. That shit's a trip, dog. I never, yeah. I, you know, I never thought of it like that, but yeah, it is like that. Yeah. <laughs> for sure it is dude like fuck but yeah and hey, then, and then uh the fuck dude well uh how can people where, where can people find you bro like on it's on instagram everywhere type in mongrel from 91 and mongrel is spelled m-o-n-g-r-e-l from 91 you could put that in google you could put it in youtube spotify any of those things and you'll find all my songs for sure and i also have my first album bro dropping next month on august 20th the day before my birthday and yeah man that's uh that's my that's like that's my baby right there that's my baby that's 100 percent of me oh, shit uh, phone, low battery. Uh, phone, low battery. My bad. It's like that's that's a hundred percent of me, bro. Given to y'all to enjoy, and I also have another joint project. It's a collab with two other artists here in Vegas, Summit from the North and D McKenzie, and it's called Three's Company, and we're rapping over Trade War He's beats, and it's three of us. And that shit comes out Saturday the 14th. Yay! Let's fucking go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, ex yeah. I'm excited for that, bro. You know, a lot of, lot of people Saturday the 14th, National Vegas holiday. So. What's that? You know, what is that? Well, what's holiday. That? What is that? Well, holiday. Saturday the 14th, bro. That's the day that Trade Voorhees drops his albums been dropping them since like shit damn near 10 years now and he always drops it the day after friday the 13th oh, saturday shit. it's when jason's chilling after he just done all his work just chilling with the machete like you know what i mean yeah. so hell yeah gotta make hell sure yeah. bro not a not a saturday the 14th goes by unnoticed so we'll also have a really cool project for you guys um August the fourteenth. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking man, it was dope, Fucking man. Man, it was dope, man. Right. See you soon, though. Oh, yeah. See you soon, though. Very soon, bro. Also, I just posted today. Me and the homie JX, we got a new song dropping next week called "Don't Do Drugs," 
His younger sister did all the animation for it, all the drawing. Fucking absolutely amazing, bro. Amazing, amazing. We've had this song. Amazing. We've had this song, bro, since before the pandemic. Me and JX started working, and you know the pandemic happened, so we just have we've had some things that we haven't been able to get out to you guys. So we're gonna get something out to you next week. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! 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 yeah. <laughs> Fuck, boy. Can't wait to kick it again when I go down there. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. yeah. For sure. Hell yeah. You know it. You see it. You see it. You see it. Right? <laughs> oh. Gee. That's right, dog. Okay. All right, bro. Shit. All right, bro. For sure. It was a pleasure, dog. Fucking, I'll keep pushing your podcast out to my people and thank you for having me. Dude, fucking appreciate Dude, you, fucking man. Appreciate and you, fuck. man. And All right, man. See you soon. All right, man. See you soon. All right, bro. I'll talk to you soon. Take it easy, dog. You too, bro. You too, bro. Peace. Peace.